Being a nurse, a dental hygienist, a school teacher, or even just having a desk job can feel like an extreme sport sometimes just because of the toll it can have on your body. It can wreak havoc on your posture, your joints, just the way your back and your hips feel. And this school teacher who I'm going to introduce you to today, she's a 49-year-old mom of two. She dealt with decades of pain, and she just started to believe that this was just her lot in life. She was just going to have to live with this because she tried everything. Nothing worked until she found the one thing, the linchpin that made all the difference in the world for her. And I'm going to share her story with you today because I want you to have hope. I want you to experience hope for your body. And that's why I think that this story is so important. Okay. So turn this one up, lean in. You're going to love this. Being 40 or older can be a struggle with new pains and less energy. If you're determined to be strong, energetic, and feeling great for many years to come, this show is for you. No extremes, just doable self-care tips that will change your life. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman. Let's jump in. So I recently sat down and had a conversation with Mary Ellen Kaiser. Mary Ellen is a mom of two. She is 49 years old. She's also a school teacher. And I am convinced (laughs) that being a school teacher is an extreme sport. (laughs) It is so physically demanding. And in all my years coaching, I have come across these various jobs that women have commonly have that are really physically demanding. Being a school teacher is one of them. Being a nurse or a dental hygienist or a hairdresser, a doctor, or even having a desk job for long periods of time. Like these things can really take a toll on your body. Often you're on your feet for very long periods of time. Sometimes you're in awkward positions. Like if you're a hairdresser or a dental hygienist, like your arms are reached out in front of you and you just find yourself in these positions that it it starts to really hurt your body and your body starts to kind of degenerate and, and develop some serious pain. And often the main solution that you're given, especially for school teachers and nurses, is to just get yourself a really good pair of shoes. <laughs> like having really good shoes is going to completely impact how your back and how your hips feel. And this is going to solve all of your achiness problems. You know, shoes are a good solution, but it's not the full story. And that was the case with Mary Ellen. And so I actually had a great conversation with her and I wanted to share pieces of that conversation with you because it was really, really moving. She had back pain. She had hip pain for decades. You know, the kind of pain that just lingers, it hovers, it never goes anywhere. And I want you to hear this, um, especially how it started. I asked her where her pain started And I think that you're going to really identify with her story. Let's take a listen. Really, it all started back in my 20s, believe it or not, where I had strep throat, was coughing all night, and I pulled something. Right. And then that's where everything kind of that weakness was there for a while. Then I was moving and was being very stubborn and moved stuff that was way too heavy. I I shouldn't have done it and didn't even think about it. And then I I hurt my back again and um, had a lot of inflammation and a lot of um, 
um, I'm trying to think what the word is. Um, just it, it it was just throbbing. And of course, the doctors just put me on pain medicine. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I can't manage on this. So I just kind of did what I could. I, f- I realized that walking seemed to really help back okay. then. Yeah. And uh, um, I noticed that it would be really horrible in the morning. And then as the day went on, I could kind of work through it. But it was horrible in the morning. Then finally, I got better off of that. Then babies. <laughs> First baby, no problems. I, so I did had you that. ever have it like during that time period before you had babies? Did you ever have an MRI done on your back to figure out what was like the source of the like, do you know if you had like a herniated disc or anything like that going on? Or was it just like it kind of came and went? It kind of came and went. No disc. They did do some sort of, um, I don't even know, imaging okay. and realized that I hadn't. They did look for that, whatever that's called, MRI, yeah. I guess. Sure. But yeah, they did. So they couldn't figure out why. It was just, well, yeah. there's there must be inflammation. Here's a bunch of pain meds. And I was teaching. I was a teacher full time. Yeah in the classroom. And so I'm like, I can't be on pain meds with my classes. So that, yeah. So I just kind of got through it. Um, But it was, it took probably several months to get through it. It was really rough. Then first baby, no problem. Um, Second baby, she was breech. And I started having a lot of pain and my OBGYN basically told me, well, I can send you to physical therapy or you'll probably feel better after you have her. And so I just kind of thought, okay, I'll just suffer. Just going to get I'll... through this pregnancy. And then it's going to magically feel better. Yeah. No, oh. It didn't. <laughs> I'll just suffer through and it will magically get better. <laughs> How often do we do that? We feel like time just if you if you spend enough time waiting, not doing anything about it, it'll just slowly disappear. That's not the case. I don't think anybody has actually experienced that, yet we continue to convince ourselves like, "Eh, it'll just go away eventually. And obviously that didn't happen for Mary Ellen. And she finally did get fed up and realized that she needed to find a solution for this. This was impacting her daily life. She was in a lot of pain. And so she did start to seek out some solutions, but this is where her story started to become really frustrating for her. Listen to this. My physical therapy, I just found it to be just the worst experience ever, honestly. Um, it ended up aggravating things more than it helped. I went to three different physical therapists. Um, they were basically like, we don't know what to tell you. And they were just like throwing a bunch of stuff at me and everybody was like, core, core, core. And I was exercising and I was doing all that, but it just didn't seem to really be making that big of a difference. Then they would do, um, I did, what was that called? It's not acupuncture, dry needling, dry needling, which seemed to help a little bit. Um, kind of distracts your pain receptor. It it did a little bit. It helped a little bit. Um, I, I did seem to do better once I stopped nursing just because of the hormones and all that, you know, I seemed to do things seemed to be a little bit better. They gave me exercises to do. I did them, but I just didn't feel like I was getting much relief that way either. Um, 
So then I just kind of, for a long time, just sort of, I guess, sucked it up and dealt with it the best that I could because there was nothing else to do. Um, I would every once in a while say I need to do something. And so I did go to, what was he? An orthopedic surgeon who did finally give me um, pain injections. Like cortisone injections? Yeah, finally. And that did help. That did. That helped me quite a bit until I felt like maybe a couple years after that, I kind of was having not as bad, not as bad, but I felt like I was kind of having some reoccurring, like I could feel it kind of wears off. Yeah, it kind of wears off. So then I went back to him and he said, honestly, I don't know what to do for you. He said, there's really nothing to do, you know, they because they did x-rays and they did all that. And he's like, I don't see any major problems. I don't know what to do. When all of the healthcare professionals are baffled <laughs> in that moment, your hope shrinks or it just disappears completely. And I don't know if you've been there too. When you feel like you're doing the right things, you, you're you're making the appointments, you're spending the money, you're showing up, you're going to the sessions and you're trying to do all the right things. You know, you buy the shoes, <laughs> you buy the different pillow, the different mattress, you're doing all the things to try to make it feel better and none of it works. That feels so defeating. And I asked Mary Ellen, I said, you've gone to the top of the top. You've worked your way all the way up to an orthopedic surgeon to try to get some help and they can't help you. How does that make you feel in that moment? Desperate. Yeah. Honestly. And and just and kind of mad so in sorry. some ways too, because yeah. I've I've been feeling more and more like the medical establishment for women has just failed us. I really feel that way on so many levels. <laughs> um, I had even lost like I was even doing this is what was really kind of funny too, is that he was like, Well, are you exercising? I said, Yes, I do Pilates regularly. And he was like, Pilates should be helping. <laughs> so- you know, so, and I said, yeah, I know. That's why I'm doing it. It should yeah, be. should be. So I said, so this core stuff, I'm doing that like every yeah. day. So I don't I'm doing know. all of the things I should be doing. Why is it not helping? I lost weight even, and, and that didn't do anything. So it was just kind of like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, going to physical therapy, just doing all the things. Um, so then I just kind of said, okay, well, I don't know what else to do. And then that's when I'm trying to remember how I ran across your back fix. Okay. This is where Mary Ellen's story takes a sharp left turn and her hope begins to be rekindled just a touch, but she's, she's been burnt by fitness professionals, healthcare professionals, doctors in the past. So she still has some doubt. I don't remember how I found you. Honestly, I really don't, but I ran across it and I said, this is cheaper than physical therapy. (laughs) I know. And I thought, okay, what do I have to lose? And I promised myself, okay, if I buy this program, I am committed to doing it. Yeah. Because I bought other stuff, of course, and, you know, just life gets in the way and you make excuses. But, but with this case, I was like, okay, this isn't even that expensive. And I'm going to promise myself I'm going to do it every day. 
no excuses. And I did, I did it every single day. I did everything like you said. Um, and I felt better and the exercises weren't even anything I'd ever, I'm trying to think most of those exercises weren't things that were being even suggested to do regularly. Like that's what was really odd to me. Yeah, Most of yeah. the stuff they had me, cause I'm trying to think what was the best. Yeah, was honestly, I've been feeling so much better that I really haven't had to dive back into it again. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Like, have you been keeping up on it? Like, how do you feel now? Like, I feel really good. Um, yeah, I feel like really this was like a year ago that you did it. Yeah, yeah. So you've been yeah. like pretty much pain-free for a year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't even difficult. You know, all the stuff I was sort of like, is this even working? I don't know. Because I had even put together my own um, kind of back stuff going online and Pinterest and looking mm -hmm. at, okay, let me do this back stretch and let me do this one and let me do this one and let me do this one. And I had like a whole laundry list of things I was trying yep. to do. And I actually think that some of those were doing more harm than good, which didn't make sense to me. Like pigeon, that was one that was always said, you know, I was always told pigeon, pigeon, that'll really help you. Pigeon aggravated my lower back. I don't know why. Well, if you do it um, wrong, yeah, yeah. And I think I was pushing so much mm -hmm. with my stretches. I think I was pushing. I'm going to get better. And yeah. let me just push this thing through. So I was yeah. willing to go through some pain, hoping that I would come out on the other side. And I wasn't. I was just, I think, maybe re-aggravating, honestly. So yours was much more like just be gentle, you know, push to a point. But you need to really like, I, I think what had happened is I've never been a big um, exercise person anyway. And so for me to understand the language, the body kind of connection, I realized that through physical therapy, they would tell me to do stuff and I would say, I'm doing it. And they're like, no, you're not. And I would say, wait, yes, I am. And they would say, no, you're not. And they would get really frustrated with me. And I'd realize, oh, I think I'm doing this, but I'm not doing it exactly the way you're you're wanting me to do it. But you're not telling me in a way that I can understand because I'm not I'm not a jock. <laughs> OK, hold up right there. Ugh, this is why so many women are getting so frustrated and defeated and ultimately don't get the help that they need. She just said, I'm not a jock. I'm not an athlete. I didn't understand what they were trying to tell me. You know, they just hand you a list of exercises and expect you to know exactly what you're doing. And it's like, why aren't you engaging or why aren't you firing that muscle? And it's so confusing and frustrating. And, you know, we have a lot of healthcare professionals, really smart people. They're very smart. They're really good at what they do, but they struggle to communicate it well to the normal person, right? They can't take the technical thing and boil it down into terms that makes complete sense and in a way that is doable and can be implemented so that the person who's trying to do it 
knows how to do it well and understand what is going on. So you might not know this about me, but years ago when I started personal training, this is like well over a decade ago. This is like over 15 years ago. I started my own personal training business and I had a lot of one-on-one clients, a lot of people that I would work face-to-face with in person, guiding them through exercises, guiding them through their workouts. And then I moved. (laughs) I moved from Washington to Oregon. So I lived a state away and I was, and they were devastated. They're like, no, we're losing our favorite personal trainer. And I'm like, it's okay. There's lots of other great personal trainers in the area. And they're like, no, they would have none of it. They're like, Megan, you need to figure out how you will still train us. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to figure this out. And so what I started doing with them is what I call distance coaching, because this was way before the days of Zoom. This was before like membership programs and digital courses and like video offerings. YouTube was just starting. So what I would do is I would design a workout program for my clients and then I would talk them through it over the phone. I would have to take an exercise that they have never seen before in their life, never heard of a movement. And I would have to describe it in a way over the phone without demonstrating anything, describe it in a way that I was 100% sure that they knew how to do the movement. They knew what to feel and how to position their body as they were going through the movement. So this situation kind of forced me to really hone in on my communication skills and develop cues and descriptive techniques that I can ensure that you're doing a movement properly and you're getting the most out of it. And to this day, I always say I don't wave a magic wand. There's nothing particularly unique about what I guide you through, especially in the back and hip fix program. You know, all of those movements in that program have been documented over and over again of these are the things your back and your hips need to function well. What Mary Ellen got to experience was just those movements described to her and and her being guided through those movements in a way where it finally clicked. She knew exactly how to do them properly in those cues. They made so much sense. And she was becoming aware, like she finally had the tools of how to be aware of her body, how it moved throughout the day, just with different posture things. So things were finally clicking. I think it was the cues. You're right. I think it was a lot of that talking me through the process instead of just saying, okay, here you go do this, because I think I needed to know all that information that you were also giving. Another thing that really helped me too was just the the, um, comments about your posture and just noticing how I was standing just throughout the day, just kind of stopping and going, wait a minute, why am I standing like this? And just kind of, you know, readjusting. Yeah. And also I noticed that a lot of times growing up, I don't know why, but I would like stand with like a leg out. Mm-hmm. And I think that a yeah. lot of times would just kind of, sh- that just kind of messed up that one hip in particular. So yeah, it probably led to that original injury, that very first one that you had. Yeah. And the coolest thing is that it was working. 
results were happening. Here's a recording of Mary Ellen just a few days into the program. I'm really feeling so much better when I get up in the morning and I'm, I'm not just not noticing it like I was. And I really can't explain it. Um, what specifically is helping, except that it's not, see, it doesn't seem to aggravate my, my core and back and hip issues. It seems to be strengthening um, in a way that my other exercises just couldn't. So I, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm actually doing less than I was, but whatever it is, maybe it's deeper. I, I don't know, but it, it's working. So I really appreciate the program and um, looking forward to continuing it. Thank you. And then I asked her where she was at now. You know, it's been over a year since she did the back and hip fix program. And I wanted to make sure that this wasn't just a fluke. I'm feeling much better. And then I was able to, because of that, start exercising more, you know, again, because of that. And so I feel like that kind of, because I was so myself because I was feeling like, okay, I've lost weight during the PT process, but then I gained weight again. And I know that's not helping my back. So then it kind of gave me the ability after that to say, okay, now I can go back and focus a little bit more and, you know, start losing some more weight again and being able to, you know, do other things and, you know, stop. It's just, there's like this whole kind of cycle where you want to fix everything at that one time, but you really can't, you can't, you've got to focus on this, then move on, you know, to some of the other things. Totally. And it's like, you can't, you can't move on to the other things until the biggest glaring issue gets corrected. You know, when your body has a severe dysfunction in it, like you tried to push it through hard things and and force it to do things it wasn't ready for. And it just kind of ends up backfiring. So it's like, if you focus on the one thing first, like what's the weakest link here for you, it was your back. And then you can, now it opens the doors like, okay, now I can take those steps forward and really, really achieve the body. I want to feel and experience for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, because how old are you right now? I am 49, just turned 49. Mm-hmm. So I predict the 50s are going to be like your best. That, I mean, I am the last couple so. years of your 40s <laughs> have been pain-free. I think 50s yeah. are going to be fully pain-free, yeah. which will feel yeah. so good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. She trusted the process. And I so appreciate her for that because that is so hard to do when You've tried and trusted other things and those things have failed you. And so maybe that's the biggest takeaway from this conversation is that just because other solutions haven't worked for you doesn't mean that nothing will. Okay. Your body is not done yet. It can strengthen. It can adapt. It can rewire movements in your body up until the day that you die. Okay. So do not give up hope on your body yet. And I don't want you to just resign yourself to living with pain and living with discomfort and just feeling like this is, I guess, my lot in life. And like Mary Ellen, you just might need a different approach. You just might need someone that takes the time to explain things to you well and guides you through them carefully and intentionally and in, and just walks you through it in a different way that it finally 
clicks, right? And, you know, getting a sheet of exercises with stick figures on them and taking that home and trying to do a bunch of exercises all by yourself at home, sometimes that doesn't work. (laughs) And that's okay. Listen, this is like the tip of the iceberg, my friend. I have hundreds of other stories like Mary Ellen's, you know, other school teachers, I, try, I coach so many school teachers and dental hygienists and nurses and, and women, you know, even just moms, women that have spent decades at their occupation and it's just taken a toll on their body. And they decided to trust the process, you know, do that, but do the back and hip fix program and just give it a shot. And they're no longer living with that daily pain. And I just think that is so cool. And I I want to help you too. Okay. Whether you have really bad back and hip pain, or it's just like this lingering ongoing thing that's always hovering there like a thorn in your side kind of prevents you from doing all the things you really want to do in life. Let's get rid of it. Okay. Let's take care of it. Let's get rid of that pain so you can move on and feel really, really good. All right. I'm going to drop the link to my back and hip fix program down in the show notes. Oh, or you can just go to backandhipfix.com. But I just love sharing these stories of hope with you. That's what I hope you take away from this is that your body is still amazing. Rekindle that hope and just thank you. Thank you for spending time with me today. And until next time, be strong. 